Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you for checking out another brand new episode. Today's features Hub and the Heavy Hearts. Had a great time linking up with them at uh, Caleb's house, talking about what they've been up to, and uh, we share a couple live takes uh, from the studio, from their, their home studio there, and so we get uh, to hear some of what their music until we get the album ready but uh had a lot of fun with this one and i hope you dig it be sure to get plugged in with them on your socials on facebook and instagram and as always rock paper podcast is brought to you by roughneck beard company and american rambler located here in st louis missouri over in the maplewood area you can stop in and visit them or shop 24 7 at roughneckbeardcompany.com you can stop in and get some of their beard oils, beard balms. Uh, they got their uh, world famous roughneck beard batter back in stock, and uh, or you can uh, try one of their brand new products, their roughneck light. Finally, a lightweight beard oil that won't weigh you down in the hot summer months. Roughneck light is formulated to have all the same benefits as our signature line, with only half the weight, and it's got a cool, refreshing scent as well. Grab a bottle today of Roughneck Light at roughneckbeardcompany.com. Use my code RPP15 for an exclusive 15% off your purchase. And that includes all your favorite uh, beard and mustache products over there. So uh, check it all out again, roughneckbeardcompany.com. And big thank you to my friends at Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri, for their continued support, uh, serving up all your craft beer needs, over 25 rotating taps over there, and all kinds of delicious foods and burgers and nachos and flatbread pizzas and pretzels and whatever you might need to complement that beer. And uh, we have some great live music coming up on the weekends, and uh, you can see First Things First out there on Friday, September 16th. And Steve Kyle on September 17th, Saturday night. And on Sunday, September 18th, Jeff Waltschauser will be out there. You can find their full menu of food, beer, and concert calendar and everything else at FriendshipBrewingCompany.com. And be sure to get plugged in with them on your Facebook and Instagram. And tell them Shane sent you. All right, that is it for me, everybody. If you need me, of course, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Email me at rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you all. And with that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy this brand new episode with Hub and the Heavy Hearts. Um, the podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. Hey, this is Hub and the Heavy Hearts. You're listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. This is beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beats is the shame covers nonstop. Never know what new kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, or hip-hop, jazz. All kind of folks that he has could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Double-decker fudge round rolling round
live and direct from ground zero. Here's your hero, here's your bestie. Rock, paper, podcast with Shane Presley.
Hey, everybody. Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you for checking out another brand new episode. Today, I am hanging out with Hub and the Heavy Hearts. Hello. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Welcome to the show, guys. Um, Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, looking forward to this. uh, I'm known... Caleb, I don't know. We've known each other a while now. Yeah, Facebook, uh, and I bought a shirt off you. Yeah, or, or, a, no, hat. a hat. Yeah, I, I was yeah. gonna say when I right on the driveway. When I was <laughs> when I was driving over, everything like kind of started coming back to me. I was like, it's like, oh yeah, I've been over here. So, yeah. um, but we never really like had a you know full proper conversation. So that's what's kind of fun about this show is I having this opportunity where I can sit down and actually get to talk to you guys and uh, learn about the band and the music we're making and stuff and. Uh, so I guess before we get going too far, let's uh, go around the mics and you guys introduce yourselves for those listening. I'm Caleb, Caleb Hubbard, the hub of the Hub and the Heavy Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, guitar and vocals. Yep. You go ahead. I'm Taryn Duncan. I play bass. I'm Mike Cortina, and I play the drums. All right. <laughs> We're missing... Uh, We're missing a couple guys. Yeah. yeah, we got a couple more hearts out there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, Charlie Brown is uh, is on keys with us now. Yes, Charlie Brown. Oh, yeah, that's his real name too. Yep. You know Charlie? Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's he's kind of a I St. Like, Louis legend. Yeah, I mean, I just uh, probably mo- know more of him. Not, yeah. uh, I don't know if we ever officially properly met, but I've definitely seen him play. Yeah, I was hoping he could be here, but he he picked up a gig tonight. Yeah, so that's how it goes. Um, and then we got Brian Foot on trumpet as well. Nice. And uh, those are the other heavy hearts that we. Uh, Very cool. Yeah. Well, like I said, I kind of like to start at the early days and um, kind of how this uh, came to be. I kind of like to start with St. Louis because that's where we're at. And is, uh, has St. Louis uh, always been home, or uh, what? Where? Where do? Uh, what's the story like for uh, for Hub and the Heavy Hearts? For Hub and the Heavy Hearts, it's been the home. Yeah, yeah. It's it's always been its home. Um, and I I grew up in this area um and then i lived in austin for about eight years and then i came back and um after i came back that's when i started singing and playing a lot more and writing songs and stuff so that's when i said well i'm gonna get a band together you know mm-hmm. find some badasses and you know get everybody in the room <laughs> so you so what you weren't playing in austin at all i did yeah oh, okay yeah austin was my my university <laughs> yeah. you know i went there specifically to play a lot of music and i did and, yeah uh, yeah, came back with a little more fire underneath me or something, you know. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I've never been myself, but like, I mean, obviously they, you know, it's very well documented that uh, Austin's a, you know, a real hotbed for for, yeah. for live entertainment down there, and, and uh, so it would be uh, it would be fun to be you know just to compare and contrast like yeah. Austin to St. Louis, and and uh, I mean, I, I feel like, uh, you know, they get a lot of credit, you know, and on Nashville too, but I feel like. St. Louis is like right there, man. I, I'm, I might be biased, but I, I feel like we have a, tons of incredible talent and a lot of really fantastic venues around the area and just like a lot of opportunities to play. And, um, you know, we're just a little spread out, but right. across the, you know, the city and the county and St. Charles County. And, uh, but, you know, it's like, I feel like as a community as a whole, St. Louis is a, a really uh, I agree. great scene. I, uh, I was amazed when I came back. Because you know, I was I was heavily involved in the music scene before I moved down there too. I played at Mississippi Nights and Pops and all those kind of places, you know, back in the early two thousands, and then got into the cover scene, you know, when I got a little older, and then before I moved down there, uh, and then I came back and I was like, 
I can't believe the amount of clubs that, that St. Louis has now, you know, whereas before it was a little more slim pickings. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't remember, I don't, I don't know name the numbers or anything, but I, I read like something like that St. Louis had more music venues per capita than like any other city or something if like that. If you do the metro or just it, like I guess, just yeah, downtown. I guess, I don't know, mm-hmm. I guess including county and stuff or right. something, but um, I don't know if that's still accurate today but uh i mean i got what it's saying it's probably you gotta be pretty close we we do have a lot of uh a lot of spots around and we're not for for a smaller city you know we're not you know we're not uh you know the numbers of like a chicago or you know whatever so yeah uh, population wise right so i'm saying like per capita i think like we have you know there's a ton of venues and opportunities around town so Mm -hmm. um but yeah i don't know so well, let's. Uh, so you said uh, even before you left in Austin and stuff. Like, so where where did it all start? What was the uh, what was the first uh, time you you like? Was it your parents introduced you to and you picked up a guitar and started playing, or what was? Uh, where did all the let's um, go all the way back to the beginning. All the right? way back. Yeah. So back to the beginning. Um, it's in my family. My uncle or my uh, my grandpa. Sorry, was a um, was a jazz upright jazz player in St. Louis back in the in the forties and stuff. So it's in my blood. And then um, about 12 years old, I started wanting to play guitar, and I was playing. I was listening to metal music at that time, Hell you know. Yeah. So like, just the just the meanest, you know, Deicide and Cannibal Corpse, and just the, uh, and I wanted to play metal. And um, I realized pretty quickly that that's hard to yeah. do, especially for a beginner to play metal music, you know. So I had to start with you know the same things all guitar players do, you know, Hendrix and all the all the all the riffs and everything else that sure. you know. And then, um, and then I, I discovered the blues. You know, I discovered Stevie Ray Vaughan, and that sort of changed things for me. It was like, you know, it took me off into a. And I and I slowly kind of recircled back to a lot of the music that I grew up listening to with my parents and stuff. You know, like ZZ Top and CCR, and I realized all those guys were just blues artists. You know, just sure. it just really it was just all blues. You know, <laughs> just cranked up a little bit. Yeah, just yeah. more distortion and a little cranked up. Yeah. yeah, a little good show going on. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Z- uh, ZZ Top man are the, one of my absolute favorites, and mm-hmm. but I mean that's a uh, it's all three chords. You know, it's like it's just it's, uh, yeah, not so, a lot to it. It's yeah, just it's like, attitude. Yeah, right. yeah. It's just attitude. <laughs> it's just uh, but some of that uh, I, I'm, I I talk about it quite a bit, and but like but Billy's like just the coolest man. Like that guy. Just you know, and Dusty too. I mean, obviously, like all those and Frank. I mean, all three. But, but uh, Billy just like, especially being the main, you know, voice of the band, and everything. But like, I remember I saw him in a concert, and uh, it, was, it was just a dumb story. But like, when Billy's telling it, it just sounds so much cooler. And right. uh, you know, it's just like. But they had like they were playing at St. Charles Family Arena, and it wasn't like a big deal. Like it was. It wasn't much stage production, or it was kind of like a quick, like must have been like a late thing or whatever. Because usually they're pretty elaborate. Yeah, uh, they when they bring play cars like, out yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and this was just like a little like glittery background kind of right. thing. Like, hmm. but they had the fuzzy guitars. They had you know they had a couple of things that right. that you expected. But anyway, but uh, they're playing, and I guess they had the off day in St. Louis, and Billy's telling a story about uh, going to the zoo, and he's just like, you know, there's like this is daddy anteater and this is mama anteater <laughs> Ter- terrible ter- terrible billy gibbons impression but you get the idea right and then he's like 
and now they got a baby Annie or something. You know? And I was just like, what? You know, it's like, it sounds way cooler yeah, right. than anyone else could do. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm just like, you know, but you're like, just, you know, in, totally invested in the story. Right. And right. really like, that's all it is. Was that like, there was a baby Annie or other, you know, <laughs> I'm just like, but you know, you're just hooked on Billy. whatever Billy's saying, but um, he's just, uh, you know, he's a, a legend though, for sure. He owns like, it too. You know what I yeah. mean? He just, it's, and it doesn't really feel like it's fake. You know what I mean? A lot of, a lot of people like where you're like, you see it and you realize it's a character, especially yeah. if you're around him a little bit, you know, but with him, I'm pretty sure that's just how he yeah. is, you know? <laughs> there's a guy I like, uh, also speaking of that, there's a guy like a, does a podcast called the 500. You mentioned off mic that you like albums. And, uh, so maybe he's a, uh, good, good plug for you, but, uh, there's a show. He does a podcast called the 500 with, uh, it's a comedian, Josh Adam Myers. And, um, he goes through Rolling Stones 500 greatest albums of all time, mm. oh, and really? so each episode is another album uh, on the countdown. And uh, he's been doing it for several years, and you know he's uh, got to talk to a lot of it's like comedians, like you know, or people that uh, influenced by that record, and uh, or sometimes uh, you know other people that are connected to that album things. Right. With. But um, with Billy, he actually got to record or with ZZ Top. I think it was the uh, Eliminator record, maybe on that one. On that one, but he got to talk to Billy Gibbons and about the record, and I was like, "Man, that's really like that'd be really cool just to right. sit and pick his brain for an hour talking about the record and and things." But um, yeah, so anyway, check it out if you get a chance. Yeah, to listen I love that show. Definitely, that's all. That and I like that too because that's a sort of a, a way to discover things that you. It's like I some of the rolling stone 500 albums i probably wouldn't necessarily be like i'm gonna go listen to that you know? well, that's but, exactly why he did it because right. like he didn't like he knew he knew some that he liked he knew some of the hits you know from people like right. but he didn't know albums and he didn't know uh there's a ton of you know to hear all these things about these greats and but he's like i don't know who that is, you know it just right. so he like did it as a uh, like a tribute to his friend who's like a huge music fan and so like he's like i'm gonna push myself to learn more about music and he started deep diving and doing all his homework and uh, right. so uh, yeah so it's cool yeah we were also talking how there's just like a ocean of old music that right. we're, we're all like you know being musicians you yeah kind of well, were you music saying now. that most of that music was destroyed yeah oh yeah it was just forgotten yeah it could forgotten. No longer exist time, yeah right yeah old eight tracks that nobody knows about you know? yeah right <laughs> yeah. hidden in some basement somewhere in la <laughs> yeah <laughs> the buried treasure show on uh it's a it's a what is it uh sx or uh, the satellite radio uh tom petty's buried treasure show that was awesome because yeah. he just he did all b-sides you know he right. didn't do anything that was like radio hits but it was people you know yeah you know? and i was just that 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 show name that buried treasure that's sure. like that's what it is it's like albums yeah. you know you start off you dive in and then you're like oh i really like this song yeah <laughs> right. you know? i feel like that as a fan like i've kind of always gravitated more to the uh the deep cuts the b-sides the yeah. you know just <clears throat> sure the hits are you know hits for a reason but like i don't know ones that the one i personally always uh found myself uh more listening to was was always the the other you know songs on the album right. so the slow song that nobody yeah. would put on the right. radio or you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> or the eight minute jam you know right sure <laughs> yeah um but like, yeah long jams are my thing yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we do we do we do a little bit of that yeah 
So, so, uh, so obviously, uh, heavily influenced by your family. Uh, you go to Austin, uh, you come back to town, you say, Hey, I got to put a band together. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's introduce these guys and, uh, and how, uh, Hub and the Heavy Hearts kind of start forming, uh, around this. And yeah. Um, I know we skipped a whole lot, but no, that's pretty much, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much what it, in that time I started singing, you know what I mean? Right. I was really just a guitar player for years and years. And then I started singing and writing songs. So that's where the band kind of felt natural, you know, to felt like a natural progression yeah. of things, you know? Um, and, um, my buddy, Jared, who is also, he's a, another one of the heavy hearts. Um, he, he plays bass with us at times. And, um, he was playing together with with me we had another drummer and then we met mike and so mike was really kind of the second guy to come along where we jammed together and we just kind of looked at each other like yeah this feels good you know? yeah <laughs> we just kind of felt felt right in line been doing it for what three years now yeah i think so that's about yeah right i, I think we uh we started right when i bought my house here so yeah yeah and then uh and then we had another bass player, Adam, for a while. And then, um, and Adam, you probably know Adam, actually. Um, what's his last name? Adam uh, Lee St. Clair. Yeah, yeah. St. Clair. Yeah, Adam yeah. St. Clair. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so he was our bass player for a while. And then we got, and then we picked up Taryn. We, we, we actually jammed with Taryn one time with our buddy Gus, you know, Gus Page, mm-hmm. right? So Taryn played with Gus before, right now. before that. Yeah. And then uh, we jammed. One time, just kind of impromptu, you know, just me, That's Gus, and page tree and everybody, yeah. and then, uh, and I could tell right away that these guys clicked. You know what I mean? And uh, if, if you know, sure. if you know music, you Drum know bass, bass players and drummers. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, they, and uh, and then, but nothing happened at that time. You know, I mean, because it was I, we had Adam and everything was going there, and then there was kind of a lull with COVID and everything, and then through that we kind of rebuilt a little bit, and then uh, you know Adam's band was picking up his other his other projects and starting a tour and stuff so it was like yeah well, called up taryn i'm like hey man you want jam yeah <laughs> and you, uh, here we are very cool yeah so you guys um i guess uh you said mostly as you're playing out today uh you might hear quite a bit of covers uh you know obviously at the the bar scene and stuff you know getting the in right. the crowds to sing along and dance with you guys and have fun and yeah. Uh, so, but what kind of covers or you know what kind of what would uh what's a set list might con- might consist of like is it um what would you guys describe as the the heavy heart sound? I would say rock and soul. You yeah, know? it's really kind yeah. of just that's the two words that summing up the best rock and soul. You know, um, I try to do deep cuts. Right. I try to do I don't I try not to do a lot of your typical cover band type set list you know um it seems like a lot of cover bands want to play the same songs and i'm like well i don't want to do that i'm sorry yeah, sure. i just want to do yeah it's boring yeah <laughs> right we like to keep it fresh and throw in our own style you know some people right. might not like it a lot but you know most for most part they do You're and right. that's what matters yeah well, yeah and many people don't and that's because they're haters <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we take uh we take liberties, liberties <laughs> yeah, so, we yeah you know what i mean but with with a lot of respect for for sure. the music you know we're standing on shoulders of right. giants and shit you know? well i think like uh i think that's helped set you guys apart i mean obviously you know we've all there's a right time and place for all of it you know where you got your your top 
uh, 40, your classic rock cover, you know, where you right. got, they, where they do it, uh, and they do what they do and they do well, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, but it's nice sometimes to walk in and hear something, like I said, completely you wouldn't expect, oh, I don't want, man, I haven't heard this song in right. 20 years or whatever, yeah. you know, right. or something like that. It's like, and those are, I right. love that stuff, man. It's just like Stranger Things, for example, bringing sure. back all of the 80s. Yeah, songs. Yeah, it's like know. songs that you like. You know, you like. You don't probably know this song, but you're probably gonna you like it. Right. Well, it, you know, was right. hit, like, it was a hit. It was a hit back out. in it's those really years cool. for a reason. You yeah. know, right? Um, yeah, and no, I'm I'm with you guys. I'm like I said, it's fun to. Uh, or sometimes um, I also like when you know, like you guys saying, taking some liberties, and like when a band like will start playing a song and. You know the groove's there. You're like, oh, wait a second, I know this. And like all of a sudden, <laughs> right. then like you know, get to that chorus or something, it kicks in. You're like, oh shit, yeah, okay, it's, yeah, this is cool. I yeah. know this song. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, so sometimes I enjoy when it, you do like a little of a fresh take on it, to where it's right. like you mix it up enough to where it's not exactly a yeah. you know spot on cover kind of thing. So yeah, I call it the Joe Cocker method. Yeah, you know sure. Is mean? <laughs> like. Think about how Pretty many people much. thought Joe Cocker wrote all those songs. Yeah. No, I mean, Feeling All Right was what was Traffic, I yeah. think it was, right? Little Help from My Friends was the Beatles. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like all these songs that he made hugely he popular. Made him, he made yeah. his, you know? Right. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. The Joe Cocker method, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the Mark. Uh, yeah, he, uh, man, what a what a powerhouse, man. Like a, yeah. All right. that, uh, man, um, locally we have uh, one of my absolute favorites, uh, Al Holiday and the East Side Rhythm Band, mm-hmm. um, and he's just a just a freight train soul right. man. He's just a got that voice. Yeah, got but, that. He, <sighs> but he does uh, one night down at, uh, at Off Broadway. They did a Mad Dogs and Englishmen tribute. Oh, nice! And and he does so he did some Joe Cocker stuff in there and some Leon Russell stuff in there. Nice. And it was just such such a cool night, man. It was like, and he's like, that's what he did. I mean, obviously, that's what he. he plays keys so right those are like yeah. some of his biggest influences those leon you know, right yeah right? it's cool so, man uh but but yeah he, and when i feel like i mean not that you you want to be you know that sometimes that close but like man when he was doing those joe cocker covers i was like he's just like spot on like yeah and he's got like the same kind of you know swaying and when he's playing and stuff in there too and it's just like and he nails it but yeah. it, it's uh, kind of like a method actor you yeah same thing you gotta get into that spirit yeah yeah, but I, uh, I, I'm, I'm. There's some of those guys like, you know, of course, like, a, like a Joe Cocker and stuff. I just that I wish I could have experienced live, know, seen, right. seeing them live. But there's a lot of them I missed. But yep, you know. yeah. yeah, Leon Russell is one of my favorites too. Uh, yeah. Concert for Bangladesh. Have you seen that? The, the, it's the George Harrison one. Uh, and yeah. if you yeah. if you haven't never seen that, that's a that's yeah, a good that's thing to check out. I did get to see Leon live. My, oh, da- did my you? dad's a big fan, and, nice. and we went, uh, you know, a long time ago. But he played at uh, uh, the Harris uh, Voodoo Lounge. Really? So that was cool that to, been a cool to show. see him, yeah. see him in there. And uh, you know, at this point, he was, you know, he'd, he'd been doing it a long time. Had the light, big old oh, white yeah. hair, uh, yeah, the mane. But, <laughs> but he didn't do anything, nothing flashy. He played a great set. He stood up and waved. At the end of the night, sat back down, played one more, and that was that was his encore. Like, really? you know, like yeah, you know. I mean that's that's yeah. like the first uh, steps of entertainment. That yeah. That's what it is to perform for an audience. Just you 
your instrument yeah. and spotlight. <laughs> All right. Did he do a lot of improv stuff? Like or not? I mean, mm -hmm. did he kind of stick to his songs? Yeah, I mean, they just played, that was his vibe back in the day. It was a pretty his, tight his, set. Like his, they didn't wasn't a lot of like, um, uh, you know, uh, what interaction with the crowd or whatever. Really? Just like, you know, hit after hit and like, yeah. you know, and uh, like a pro. He did take a little intermission where he left the stage and like let his band play, and uh, which I got introduced to uh, his lead guitar player and uh, maybe band leader at the time, Chris Simmons who uh, I turned out to like really like his solo stuff too. So it was it was a cool introduction to like, hey, here's here's his yeah. stuff too. So um, I thought that was kind of a, a classy move too, to like, hey, lift up his band along with the, right. you know, his music. So that's kind of how I was with JJ Gray. I discovered Greyhounds. Oh yeah, through through JJ sure. Gray, and yeah. I was like, I was like, the, his support band is yeah. more awesome than he is, and I, yeah. I'm a huge JJ yeah. Gray fan. So. Yeah, those great those guys. Uh, and they're Tex they're Austin Texas yeah. guys. So Andrew and Anthony. Yeah, they're yeah. they're hilarious. Uh, yeah, I saw them. Uh, I've seen them a couple times, but with JJ, and then I'm I got to hang with them a little bit at uh, when they open up for uh, Gary Clark Jr. at the oh, Fox, and nice. that, was, that was cool. Like the, they were out there, you know, shaking hands and stuff. Yeah, and that was a fun night. Yeah, they're talented dudes. They that's a band that really just has their very unique sound, mm -hmm. you know. And they got a song called St. Louis, so yeah. that's pretty cool too, you know. <laughs> yeah. So you guys uh doing a lot of the cover stuff, but we we are wanting to move towards uh putting out some originals and uh maybe uh even yeah. uh maybe even a record uh soon. Yeah, we're looking at an EP. EP? We're looking at an EP. It's probably a few a few originals and a, and maybe a couple choice covers yeah. you know because we do some covers that like people probably would think we wrote you know because yeah. nobody probably ever heard of them you know <laughs> so well you were telling me we we have a live uh recording uh that we want to share in a song called red line that, that's right uh, yeah might be uh might be one of those originals uh that makes the cut i think so it's a it's a cool tune uh it's about the devil so it's a devil or a serial killer you know? Ooga, ooga, ooga. yeah it's kind of like uh you could kind of take it either way right but I, uh yeah we played it tonight and it sounded pretty good yeah it was probably like it was different mm -hmm. because we were recording it for this yeah <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, we, uh, you know, we're still exploring the song. It's, it's relatively new. I think I only wrote this song about two months ago, maybe, you know? Yeah. Um, writing is weird for me. They just sort of pop out. You know what I mean? I'll go. Like I'll a go. baby when it's ready. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And the good ones come right out, right? You know what I mean? The other ones, you know, they're halfway out and then you gotta, you know, massage it or whatever. You know? <laughs> um, but this one just just came all out, you know, and I was I was uh, I was like, wow, this is a pretty cool tune. And it's it's a very moody, you know, kind of mm -hmm. reminds you of somebody stalking through the forest at night, you know. <laughs> it's uh yeah. yeah. I uh I heard uh a great uh interview once with uh Neil Young. Uh I think it was actually on like Stern show talking about but kind of along that same thing like you're saying sometimes it just come out of you and like he's he was telling this wild story about having like a this fever and laid up in this hospital bed for a while and requested a notepad and just started writing and like didn't had no idea what he was even writing oh, apparently okay. and like out of, and like afterwards like he like uh analyzed what he like wrote and right. like out of that like came like cinnamon girl and like all these like Damn. all these hits and it's yeah. like it's just, you know it's like this guy's like you know i just it's just wild to think like you know, they, right. when the inspiration hits, you just like all you're doing is trying to keep up sometimes, and like <laughs> right, it so. finds you when you're working. Yeah, yeah. That's I try crazy. to take a lot of notes, you know, because I like words and I like turns of phrases and little things, you know, and uh, you know, like red line, red line popped in my head, or I was watching something or on TV or something, and I was just like red line, that's cool, you know, and then you know something came out yeah so i find that collect you if you know for a songwriter collect those things you know i'd use evernote I'd, oh yeah i just put everything in there i just if i if i like a single word you, you know. never know what's gonna stick right yeah and then that's when also whenever it's all coming out just make sure you just keep doing it <laughs> get it all out because if you go back to it it might be different you know what i mean mm -hmm. so yeah so when and when you uh you have the idea of red line you just start plucking away on an acoustic or do you generally do, is that how you start kind of forming these uh the arrangement and stuff on it or? generally most of the time i'm writing on an acoustic yeah, yeah unless it's maybe a, a, a jam you know right there's there's a couple of different ways things come out where it's like sometimes it'll be like a a jam you know and then it'll be the full band and then i'm like well, all right well i gotta come up with something for that you know yeah. um it's a very but, organic yeah. procedure. Well, so mm -hmm. just I didn't know if this one you you wrote and then presented to the band, or if it was if it started as the jam, or how. This one, this particular one, it was was just me and an acoustic guitar. Yeah, yeah and I came up with it, and it was one of those where I instantly started hearing everything. I'm like, well, this needs like an upright bass, yeah. you know, and this, you know. Um, yeah, sometimes we come up with like things as a collective, and oh, this is good. We should keep it, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. Some of the stuff I write, you know, it's it's not really it's more acoustic folky you know but so we do like always... to jam a lot too sure. oh yeah so yeah it's always that's kind of we we like to stretch the stretch the boundaries you know and just see what comes out yeah um we got a lot of stuff on our soundcloud actually that is just um experiment it's really just you know we came in with no ideas we just <laughs> yeah. started playing you know and i mean there's you know, no, hours like, of this right or wrong there's no right or wrong it's just an <laughs> and sometimes experiment. it's amazing that how it how it comes out you know what i mean yeah 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 i um uh, i uh 
often like kind of wish I would not when maybe knew more about it. We actually like went to school. I mean, not that it's ever like too late or anything, but right. I wish um, kind of more of a producer role. Like, cause mm-hmm. like you're saying, sometimes you hear these and like, I want some of this, some of that. And like, and I, people have often like, you know, sent me early like demos or, you know, just acoustic versions and like, and that's kind of where my, as my brain will sometimes start working right. like, Hey, this could be cool if we, do this here you know just whatever i just started throwing out ideas i'm like yeah. i don't know that they're any good i just but i have ideas yeah and like same kind of thing too i'll start like even building like uh music video idea or what you know visuals to go with it right different stuff and like <laughs> it's just like but that's the way my music makes my brain to start working like you know just like starts we'll start spinning and thing, yeah. you know so um i just kind of wish uh like i said i maybe would have pursued it more uh earlier on instead of yeah. not, not as much as i try to do i'm trying to i mean not that i'm like producing music or anything but as a but like just as a fan like i'm trying to do my part to lift as many people up as i can and right and uh but i would kind of just wish like maybe i would have had this calling it and you know, when i was in high school and i could have jumped on that path uh yeah. then so I it's think never that, too late yeah, yeah, yeah. sure <laughs> i mean there's right timing yeah comes when it's right yeah right. So whatever, right? It's never too late to learn anything nowadays, (laughs) you know. Well, even from like you said, from like a producer recording aspect, because that is, um, you know, I got a lot of stuff downstairs, and I could produce something that sounds pretty good, you know, and then have it mixed by somebody else. But there's something about going in to a studio, and and you know, having that person sort of bounce ideas off you, mm-hmm. let you know, hey, you know, you're a little out of key here, yeah, or, we'll you know, it. all that stuff that well, you're see, I don't know any of that. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you, like, what to do. I just, like, start, you know, come up with things. But, like, I don't know enough music knowledge to tell you, like, you know, this is this key or, right. like, the yeah. court, whatever. I don't know. I mean, I, I know enough to, like, you know, bullshit my way through something to talk, <laughs> talk to you guys about it. But, like, there's a lot of producers. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Sometimes right it's there. more about, yeah. you know, like, structure or, sure. like, just being like, hey, you know, I don't know what's wrong. We something doesn't saying. sound right. You know Sometimes what I mean? Sometimes you, you only, all you need is three notes, yeah. right? So you just put them however it works <laughs> best to put, a, like, a cool beat behind, and there you go. Yeah. You're the next uh, Kanye. That's right. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, yeah, these days it's uh, it's crazy, you know, to, to – I, I cannot do it. I cannot sit down with a computer and make a song, you know what I mean? That doesn't ever feel natural to me. I feel way more natural playing it or right, playing yeah. it with my friends and, you know, producing something. There's, a, there's like, a magic in that mm-hmm. that you just – for me, it's real hard to do that in a computer with some yeah. keyboards, you know, clacking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I wish I could, because that would be like, you know, a good <clears throat> skill set to have. I yeah. could probably make some money with that, you know. But yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, mm. Well, you, uh, let's see. Well, you got your Facebook. You said SoundCloud. Also, mm-hmm. we got some find, SoundCloud. But you can get uh, plugged in with Hub and the Heavy Hearts online, and uh, hopefully coming to a town near you soon, and uh, come play some music for you, and come out and see him live, and holler out request at them and stuff and yeah all kinds of things our favorite way to get requests is on the back of a hundred dollar bill yeah that's always oh, yeah. a good one yeah <laughs> always... you can do venmo and put a little comment <laughs> there you go yeah people just aren't biting on the venmo i've been trying i've been trying yeah. to put that. Uh, you gotta do like scan this thing <laughs> big finger yeah you know like a big <laughs> arrow uh well i uh i was kind of thinking of uh 
got some questions for you guys and i was thinking about a new one okay. um and get your uh t- so um i was thinking uh like um first last and and next uh as far as uh your concerts what was your your first live concert your your last live concert and your next one what's uh okay what do you that's you get- a cool question i like that my first one, this is going to be embarrassing. This is, I can't believe I'm going to say this on record, but it was New Kids on the Block. Hell yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was like seven years old or yeah. I don't you know, whatever did. I was. And that got you right into metal music, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was, that's the natural that's progression. That's right? what it New Kids on the Block. The long hair yeah. did it. <laughs> yeah. I think it was like my, you know, my older cousin was into it and I just was like, you know, as a, as a kid. Um, but I think I redeemed myself after that with, I think Tom Petty was my next one. After there you that. go. So, All right. Um, but my last concert, um, what was my last concert? I think it was Ray LaMontagne. All right. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah, uh, I am too. It wasn't a superb show though yeah. you know i mean like it was good it was ray you know what i mean but he didn't really play a lot of his hits oh. you know which you kind of want to hear some sure. of that he played a lot of his new album which is good i like that album a lot you know um i kind of had a moment like that i saw um mentioned in petty i saw black crows open for petty mm. and at that point i was maybe like oh five or something whatever mm. and you know they've been gone for a while so like but when they you expected to hear something, remedy, hard to handle, talk to angels, you know, some, <laughs> something that yeah. you recognize, but I don't recall them playing like anything that I they knew. They get tired of playing the same stuff. Yeah, over and over, I get you know. it. But like some, if it's if it's not like a big stadium, they're not gonna play. Sure. But I mean I you think you'd at least, you know, the for the the fans you'd give them something like that like that, you know, the, the, for that era fan i mean i'm sure there's other people in the crowd that were like oh my god i can't believe they played this one because it was right. you know, a deep cut or whatever right. you know same, right. same kind of thing but you know you want you think you'd want to appease all the people yeah. in the crowd like play something. yeah like i'm co- i'm totally cool with you know just a couple of them i because i get it yeah i get it you sure. know you know you get tired of songs you get tired mm-hmm. of playing the same songs over and over again but yeah mm-hmm. i was i was just like man that was you didn't do any of them. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, what, it's, it's cool. What about next? You got, what do you get? What's, uh, um, nothing really like on the, nothing on the calendar. In the horizon. Oh, Corey Wong. Oh yeah. We're yeah, going go to go, 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 yeah. go see them. But I think like, that's like February. That's is it like Victor cool. Wooden, yeah. Corey yeah, Wong? Victor Wong, Corey, yeah. And that's going to be a cool show. There's um, a lot of good musicians from, you know, from St. Louis. Yeah. They're just like. But I've made the decision that I'm going to, I need to go see a show at Red Rocks. I haven't. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's go together. i got to go, too. Have yeah, you gone yet? Yeah, have you? Never no? been. Oh, Let's all go. I want to go to Colorado. Yeah. I'm down, man. I'm down. I'm going to, I'm you know, with <laughs> some you. plans like that, I found that I just have to yeah. do it. You all know right. what I mean? <laughs> He's got to do it. Incubus um, just played Colorado. Yeah, I think did they? Yeah, I'd love to pl- I'd love yeah, to see yeah. Tedeschi trucks out there. Yeah, uh, I've never seen them, so that's like one of the my like, you know, that's if if, if I say that's my next concert, that's oh, the next by the concert way, I go to. Uh, <laughs> my operations manager at work said he was looking at the Instagram and he found one of our videos mm-hmm. that I posted. It was one of the songs that we were playing, and his wife was listening to it and she went like oh are those tadeshi truck band and then <laughs> i was like well she's got first of all very good music taste. right yeah and thank you for mistaking us for <laughs> such a good band 
I'm nowhere near as talented of a guitar player. So. <laughs> no, but you know, we sound good. And that's what well, it's definitely an influence. Yeah. We, we invite people are... listening to come. <clears throat> Derek Trucks has been an influence for years. But. Yeah. I, uh, there was one uh, that I like still, still hangs in the back of my mind. I kicked myself for not uh, making it happen. It would just would have been difficult, you know, just right. try, getting to Colorado, you know, getting... Uh, finding a place to stay and all of it, you know, just would. It's expensive but, out there too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, but it was uh, JJ Gray Mofro with mm. with Michael Franti and Spearhead, mm. and I'm like two of my absolute favorites, and I'm like, just would have been an incredible night of music and yeah. seeing them both together like that, and and then I uh, I often think about too because like I saw that um, Michael Franti was uh, doing yoga on the rocks like oh, in yeah. the morning, and I'm like. <laughs> You know, how cool would that be just like to be hanging out there doing I don't do yoga, but I would like I would with Michael Fonte, like you know. fake it. Yeah, so get the um, down dog going. Yeah. But I was just like, Man, I wish I would have been there. That that would have been a good night. So Yep. Um there's always a one that got away, uh, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Me it's Pantera. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I had a chance to go see Pantera when I was younger and I, I for some some for some reason i can't remember it didn't happen yeah and then i never got to see him because right. you know they started dying <laughs> I, I do uh i don't know the the reunion thing kind of sounds like it could be cool i'm like you know obviously not uh the same but uh play, seeing zach wild play Van, uh, pantera songs could be pretty cool like right. so uh we'll see hopefully that goes well he's probably like the only guy that i would be okay with it yeah. because i mean him and dime are real tight you yeah. know what i mean so it was like okay his work with aussie was really good too. yeah oh yeah he's a tremendous guitar player so, so all right how about you guys uh what's what about your what's your first your, uh, i'll go your first because i gotta i gotta leave <laughs> soon was, uh, my first uh, concert was this uh, uh there, there was a like uh irish jake kind of like metal band from spain called wizard of oz uh, and 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 I that was my first big concert. I got lost, you know, couldn't find my friends. <laughs> it was like a long ass concert. I was about seventeen or eighteen years old, and it was my first like big experience to a concert. And I was like, oh yeah, I, I want to do this again. Yeah. Uh, what was the last one? I don't know. It was. <laughs> I'm I'm like a big jazz fan, so I, you know, I think I saw like Joshua Redman or. Uh, Pedrito Martinez at the uh, jazz club downtown. Yeah. So that's a really good spot to hit, oh, yeah. you know. And the next one is like this. Uh, I don't know if you listen to Odessa. It's like a electronic group. Yeah, I know a little bit about them. They're going to be yeah. playing on, uh, yeah, soon. So yeah. I think that's the next one. So, yeah. That'd be cool. I really can't even think of them. I know that <laughs> when I was not even born, I got my mom took me to a Metallica concert. Oh yeah, so, in the womb. That was probably the first womb. technical one. But that's when all no, before that, I don't, I don't really know. I know I saw a Lamb of God concert at the pageant, like real, real early, like probably about 17, 18, or something like that. It's a great and band. My brother loves Lamb of God. Yeah, it was. I can't remember who all was there. I know I was already dying, and Children of Bodom was there. At Riverport? And a couple of. No, it's mm -hmm. at the pageant. Oh, the pageant. Yeah, yeah. I forget. It was some kind of like something fest or something like mm -hmm. that. But it was nothing like a metal show when you're young. It was yeah. pretty good. I love Lamb of God. I still do some of the old Lamb of God. It's. It's still 
Sounds great too. It's but oldie teenage I miss anger. Old Chris Adler. He was he was mad man. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. I uh yeah, I mean I I think I went to like Ozfest in high school and a couple of like one. those kind of things. Like uh yeah. and it's uh I remember, you know, some of my uh early uh you know, just concert experience, people smoking weed and girls, oh, yeah. girls showing their titties and uh, everything else. You know, <laughs> what used to be wild. What, whatever <laughs> would happen at a, at a riverport, you know, in, in the 90s and stuff. And we the 90s were wild. Yeah. Point Fest. I don't know what it was. It was like there was no doubt. And so yeah. it was definitely like the Sky era, you know. Limp Bizkit was and we were, big trouble. We were like 13, 12, you know, and my mom worked at the Burger King in there. And so she got us all in. And so it's three, like 13. 13 year old boys just running wild throughout Riverport all day. I saw titties. I, I, I didn't crowd surf because I've always been a big man, but uh, my buddy did. And mosh pits, you know, it was just like, this is awesome. <laughs> and then later on, you're sleeping. All right. <laughs> Good times. Lots of concerts at Riverport, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. What, um, uh, what would be a uh, fictional band you guys would love to see live? Is there, is there a certain uh, band from you know TV or movies or or anything that come to mind? Like you were like that you always uh, gravitated towards anything? Eddie and the Cruisers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, that was a big influence on me, man. Eddie and the Cruisers. Yeah, I'd love to see that that band. You know, what was that? Uh, what was I don't know. I know the name, but uh, oh, the the hit. Yeah. Dark side. Yeah, dark side. It was like a kind of Bruce Bruce Springsteen kind of yeah, very kind much of so. knockoff thing, right? Like they always had they always had a, a just a great alto sax player, yeah. you know what I mean? Um and uh or like tenor, yeah, that honks. Right. Know, the honks. And uh the um I actually liked the second one better too. I don't know why. Yeah. I was like, I think it was like I watched it like when I learned, I was learning to play the guitar, right? And uh, there was like a couple of songs in there where I was like kind of figuring out, and it's just you know, one yeah. of those like things that just happened to influence me, you know? Sure. Yeah. Right time, right place, kind of thing. Right, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fictional band. What about you? Uh it's not really a fictional band because they actually did play but the blues brothers oh yeah oh, yeah yeah would be great to see yeah <laughs> yeah Original, the og Dan, yeah. Dan, yeah, yeah 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 of course of course yeah i agree i wish uh i wish we could have that kind of that tour to come through and stuff or something but um but yeah they uh <laughs> yeah it's a good one it's cool that too that that's the story behind all that like those guys were just like swapping records backstage at snl and stuff and like talking music all the time and then all of a sudden right. like <laughs> it just happened. hey let's start let's start you know shining a light on some of these songs that we love and right and then all of a sudden blues brothers become a thing you know? it's like um so uh but yeah then i mean that's uh such a classic movie uh the uh 2000s are right not 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 quite yeah. the same but yeah. Yeah. right it's it still, got Johnny Lang in it though. And that was got like the same kind of feel. Still some good tunes, yeah. yeah. That uh, whole scene where they're wheeling John, Johnny Lang through, I think they're doing yeah. uh, what is it, six, three, four, five, yeah. seven, eight, nine, yeah. and uh, that was just like kind of. It, it was another one of those movies that just happened right at the right time. Yeah. I was playing guitar. I was really into Johnny Lang, Kenny Wayne Shepherd, those guys because yeah. they were like my age, you know. Sure. And I was like, 
these these guys can do it i yeah. can do it absolutely yeah. yeah we don't really have like that kind of you know i mean i know they're still young guys doing it but like those guys were kind of like the child prodigies that were like put out there on the main stage like yeah. at 14 years old and stuff and like getting to jam with bb and everything else you know it's like yeah and it was just like you, you, we haven't really had like you know obviously you see the kids come on uh agt or whatever you know these right, different right. Th- talent show various things or whatever Tons so you know YouTube. yeah, <laughs> yeah so, so you know that you know they can play but it's just like but those guys were like you know superstars at that right. age and stuff so that little girl that played with J- dave gold yeah. Dave roll on the drums you know i guess right. she yeah that's be like the closest like, one you know, <laughs> right. Right, that we had like and that's viral yeah that's viral these days but uh it's I definitely agree. not as impactful because yeah. there's more of them i think right. more access to yeah it's them. like it kind yeah. of like yeah that's probably uh, probably is that we have now it's like not it's a, like big a big deal because deal, like yeah. yeah we see it every day on youtube or whatever <laughs> right. so yeah thank god for youtube though <laughs> yeah sure i learned most of my drumming yep oh, because yeah. of youtube it's definitely <laughs> made me better that's for sure yeah. yeah um i can say i learned with the best <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can slow it down stop yep. it pause it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> u-torrents yeah that's uh somebody Most, somebody said something about that you speak you mentioned stranger things and uh somebody <laughs> was talking about uh um you know uh spoiler if you haven't watched it uh but uh eddie learn uh, eddie's playing uh, master of puppets yeah right and they were so somebody did the math like they figured well so this was spring of 86 and <laughs> yeah. that song, Ma- master of puppets would have came out like two weeks before spring oh, break shit. or you know yep. something like so eddie eddie had to learn master of puppets flawlessly uh right. you know with no with no internet <laughs> ripped tabs, a solo yeah, yeah no no youtube <laughs> video or any, you know <laughs> but, so it was just i thought that was pretty funny maybe the guy transcribed it you yeah know, right. like by ear but he uh most hurt that was a cool scene though yeah, yeah that's for sure i just thought it was funny somebody well you spoil it for me because i haven't seen it oh, no, I'm yeah. just <laughs> You don't know where it's at. <laughs> ah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll still be cool. It's uh, it's it's a, it's a really cool moment. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a fun part of the show. Like, just uh, and I like that. Of course, uh, Metallica, but you know, like, and um, and then like it's gone on like where I don't know if you guys have been have following it, but he uh, he he the guy Joe that uh, got to go to Lollapalooza and got to meet them yeah. and they're they jammed. They signed his auto, the guitar for him. Yeah. I was just like, how cool is this, man? Right. I I didn't realize when I was watching it that he actually was playing it. Yeah. You know, until I saw that that same clip you're talking about. I was like, wow. He. Yeah. Because that's you know it's not like it's a insanely challenging song, but sure. But yeah, it is. He could have easily faked it, or you know, had somebody else play it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. But yeah. uh, Because in that clip they show him playing it, and I was like, why? I hate I hate it when you see a drummer in the movies and they're playing (laughs) and it doesn't match what you're hearing. Indeed, yeah. it's a big pet peeve. Yeah, same with any musician or right. trumpets. You can read the movie I saw. Uh, I think it was it called like uh, Vanilla. No, it's like Summer Somerset or something, something like that. But it's like a, a scene in this movie. It's like this piccolo player it, playing. It just the, threw you off, he, like everybody else is playing normal, but this dude's just like shredding on the piccolo. But it's not even anything like that. So I, I think the piccolo is one of those instruments that, like, probably anybody could just pick it up and like, you know, yeah, except for yeah. a piccolo player, be like, no, no, no. Oh, what are you doing? That's not how you do it. Yeah. He's not even holding it right. <laughs> hey, uh, I gotta go, but hey, you don't have to stop yeah. for me. 
So if that's all right with you guys. No problem, buddy. Yeah. All right. It was a pleasure. Yeah, that's was Shaney. Uh, yeah. Rock, paper, scissors. Podcast. Yeah. That's me, man. <laughs> Thanks. Well, thank you. I'll let you go, guys. <laughs> Take it easy. Yeah. He turns into a pumpkin. Nice to meet you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, also, in that same lines, I don't know if it will trigger a memory, but like, I uh, obviously it's other end of it, but um, Big Bang Theory. Like, I always uh, heard that um, they they would always have like whiteboards with like equations oh, and yeah. stuff on it, and they actually those were all like legit um mathematical equations on like so like they right there was an attention to detail that it wasn't just like these right. aren't just like random numbers and right stuff, that they actually were correct and like so because yeah. like you know, awesome. obviously they're a science show but in, right like, as you say you're making a show for nerds right, you're gonna, so, <laughs> they're gonna get in there but, and look at you know it. <laughs> i can imagine like if they were wrong somebody's like pausing like hey wait a second you know it's like so X doesn't equal yeah, Y. I would be one of those people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's uh, how it goes. Finding yeah. stuff like that in yeah. movies. Right. <laughs> right. Like the flute. <laughs> yeah. Somebody pointed out me. It was a meme uh, thing on. It was uh, Power Rangers. Uh, and it was uh, that he had a sword that oh, was a yeah. flute. And he's like playing uh, it yeah. with his helmet on. Yeah. It sounded like a saxophone. Yeah. It like a synthesizer or whatever. Like, and he's playing and wearing a helmet. Yeah. It's like. Right. What the hell was going on in there? Like, and I was just, yeah. I was just totally, yeah. uh, uh, totally okay. Yeah. yeah, I didn't care. Eleven-year-old <laughs> yeah, Caleb was cool with it. That's believable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it was the Pink Ranger was yeah. just yeah. totally distracting me right. most of the time. Kimberly, yeah. Kimberly, I think yeah. that's. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, okay. What about a uh, dream duet or collaboration you guys would like to see for uh, for the band? Is there? Uh, hmm. Is there a certain, uh, I mean, we've mentioned a lot of names uh, throughout the show, but is there a certain one that uh, comes to mind that you guys would like love to link up with? Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know who that would be. Because, you know, you get it kind of like, well, who would it, who would vibe, you know? Because I, I would want to say Shania Twain, but you know what I mean? Yeah. You probably wouldn't vibe, you well, know? <laughs> it could be cool, though. It could be cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Did you watch her new doc? No, I haven't. I've heard somebody else told me that it's pretty good, though. I really liked it. I watched yeah. it with my wife, and she's a huge Shania fan. And, uh, it made me more of a fan. I mean, yeah. I didn't realize how much she was involved. Is I mean, I mean, not that I just never knew the process, but right. uh, her and her husband, like, you know, created those first three records together. Like, mm -hmm. so she's very. Uh, those are really good albums. Oh yeah, <laughs> but and like. And she's broke records that still stand like for selling albums. And like, I mean, she's definitely a badass. And like, I, oh, yeah. but I just didn't, you know, I just didn't know how, how involved she was. I just at the time. And so it was cool to see like all this video and of her, like, I'm just like, damn, like she went out and did it. She said, she right. set her mind to it and graded it and made it happen. Right. Sometimes when you learn more about an artist too, it, it helps you, you know, like, yeah. like the Eagles, I was never a, humongous eagles fan i like i liked eagles when the joe walsh came along you know what i mean because mm -hmm. i like joe walsh but <clears throat> when i watched that documentary that like four hour one or whatever they had a while back i was like these guys are amazing yeah. <laughs> you know and especially the earlier stuff what they were doing you know hanging out with jackson brown and learning how to write songs and all this stuff that that sort of like just makes you dive in a little more you're like yeah. all right yeah yeah i uh I kind of like, 
last summer I was working with these guys and uh, they must have had that Eagles greatest hits like on repeat the entire summer. Like oh, yeah. ruined me for the Eagles. Like I just like, <laughs> like especially I, those songs because yeah, you've heard them already. Sure, well, <laughs> yeah. And of course, so, like he's like trying to sing along to them and I'm like, it doesn't help. Like you like, I just like, and, but it's just like, I don't want to hear these songs. Right. Ever, you know, I'm like, I'm, I like, I love, I love the Eagles, but like, but there's only so much a guy can take, you know, I like, I need right. variety. Like I don't, when you're <laughs> listening to the the same 12 songs on, on repeat for, you know, two right. months, it's like, I'm going to lose it. Like, you know, get away from me. <laughs> like, so it's, uh, but, um, I think that goes with being a music lover, you know, yeah. because we love to discover music. Sure. That's what I realized about me is that's my, that's like a high for me is to find a new band that like gets me, you know, where I'm just like, oh, I just keep listening or even a song, you know, yeah. where you just keep listening over and over again. That's like one of the best feelings in the world. Oh yeah. You know? And, yeah. uh, it's harder and harder to do sometimes, you know, it's harder, you know, the harder and harder to like kind of impress yourself or, you know, you know, be impressed, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you, it's a challenge you got to keep keep doing that keep you know like what you do discover yeah. music you know yeah man in, dive in yeah <laughs> i'm always uh chasing that that high kind of that that comes with right. you know finding that next great uh band or song or whatever or a live show or whatever right. you know so like these, i want goosebumps you know that's yeah, what that's really what sure. i want is like ooh. <laughs> yeah, man. that's yeah. how you know it's good yeah right. yeah uh, but yeah, well, so uh, well, so maybe maybe Shania, but what is there, is, Gab- yeah, back to the dream cap- is, collaboration. <laughs> is there is there somebody coming to mind though? Man, I mean, we talked about Greyhounds. Um, I would love to jam with those guys. Yeah. I would just love to jam with them, you know, um, because I feel like sound wise, you know, we kind of similar. Yeah. You know, uh, it would be a really it it would it would gel. I think you know. So. Yeah, I, I think it'd be kind of cool to like, you know, take them in the studio and have them help help right. you build uh, something, you know, form, um, produce a song kind of thing for you. Like, you know, just yeah. get get their in, you know creative input on a something and like, you know, hey, here, what do you guys have ideas on this? And like, just to see what happens. Like, right. So, yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah, there's there's definitely a magic in in getting good musicians to to like, um be a part of what you're doing mm-hmm. you know it, it, there's just like it unlocks things you know where you're yeah. like oh i it seems so obvious right. <laughs> you know and, and you're playing and it's amazing i didn't even think about that yeah so yeah that would probably be my my dr- one of my dream collaborations yeah. you got a is there a certain bass player or anybody that comes you, uh, you want to jam with or something or? i mean i would always love to play with victor Wooten, of yeah. course i'm right. pretty sure most bass players would probably <laughs> yeah. say that that guy's a freak man yeah, yeah. he seems so nice and yeah. you know like humble about He's it like you know? a guru. did you watch uh there's a video of him like actually filmed it here in st louis he was at yeah, old rock probably. house yeah yeah and like he has this uh guitar with the midis yeah uh, yep, yep. man right tracks so it, that, it yeah. is that like thing is amazing so yeah. he's got it he's got it uh a base uh custom built uh where he can uh has a midi controller on it and oh, yeah. so he can and he can uh his, sensor under each fret yeah oh really 
that it's so he's getting the actual note crazy. to the MIDI. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. then he has uh, you know and his volume knobs and stuff over here. Like he has him where he sensitivity and stuff, so he can you know change up the the mm. tone and it's like so yeah. literally like not only that the crazy <laughs> thing is that each one each one of his frets have a sensor there yeah right so with those sensors being mini controllers he's able to hit this button that and then hit a fret and that's how he changes yeah. his sounds oh gotcha. his presets right like, right 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 he just hits a certain fret and then he's like oh there's a synth you know and right. yeah. here's a horn like that's so making my tech wild. brain go crazy. Oh, I don't know how to me do. too. When I saw that, I was about you. Yeah. I mean, and of course, you can get like anything on MIDI now. So it's like, yeah, he, right. it's possibilities are endless with yep. this thing now. It's like he could, he could, whatever he needs, a sound, whatever sound he needs, he can put it on bass and he can put it on too. Well, and he's got the chops and the creativity too to like, you know not just make that be noise because right, right, a lot, a lot right. of times that's the challenge with all those toys yeah, sure. is that yeah. a lot of times it's it overwhelming it's Easy. just noise you know you're like this is cool this is cool i'm gonna put yeah. layers on it layers <laughs> on it layers on it and then it's just like it's kind of nasty <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh it was uh you know, i'll send you a link it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty wild to watch yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's a cool video but he was a guy i got into a lot when i was younger yeah yeah he, he uh, uh so he's coming to, uh he's doing a show i think in october at old rock house some kind of bass show like it's within just a, him or basically yeah he's yeah. headlining but there's yeah. another guy another uh i can't think of, but then he's coming with Corey at the pageant the bass and streams or whatever something like that yeah, yeah. him and steve bailey something like that yeah That's cool. uh I think. and then the uh, Corey wong show will be yeah. real cool to see because i haven't seen him movie. yet and yeah. uh yeah. it seems like they put on a good show i'm yeah. always back behind on all the kinds <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I know. I try to follow everybody. You know, I'm, you're you're definitely a good follow for, oh, yeah. for getting what's going on in the in, this, in the city. Try to be uh, yeah. uh, try to help out and be yeah, supportive. Right. But yeah, I still miss stuff like Bonnie Rate. Sure, I was like yeah. Bonnie Rate was here. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think I had to show that night anyway, so it was for nothing for yeah. none anyway. But uh, well, guys, uh, this has been a ton of fun. I'm definitely. really glad we got to do this and hang and talk a lot of music but uh yeah. uh hopefully we can do this again real soon with uh some proper recordings mm-hmm. uh you know like i said maybe that ep get that cleaned up and come yeah. back and share some songs with us and uh but i'm excited to hear you know like that you guys are looking to take this to the studio and and take it the next step so um yes, i'm excited to hear what what's next for hub and the heavy hearts and me and again, too <laughs> so you uh like i said we got uh Hopefully we'll get some some more dates on the calendar here real soon and be be active there and uh, people can get plugged in. Uh, like I said, on is Facebook uh, best place to find those dates? Is that usually? Yeah, Facebook usually is our. I always do events for yeah. for shows upcoming and then uh, um, there's uh, videos on YouTube. We got our SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to keep in touch with us, though. Instagram, yeah. of course. Yeah, ma'am. Well, um, like I said, this has been a fun night. I'm glad we did this. So. Me too. It's yeah. finally good Bye to fun. finally sit down and chat. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I know we had a lot in common. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been uh, long overdue. So, uh, but I appreciate you guys taking some time. And uh, and I said, like I said, we'll hopefully we'll do it here real soon. Yes, sir. All right, no doubt. Thanks, guys. See y'all. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye.